Welcome to the Ohio Ministry Network podcast. The following audio was recorded at the 2014 Synergy Conference held in Gahanna, Ohio at Pathway Church. For more information, please visit our website, ohioministry.net. All right, so for the three of you in the room, you're going to have to humor me because usually this goes to bigger audiences, so just go with it for a little bit. Um, So... Like Starla said, I'm from Faith Family Church. I do some freelance editing, proofreading, stuff like that. Um, You know, inevitably when I do these sessions, I always end up with three different groups of people in them. The first group are the people that don't really care, didn't have another session to go to, so they were just kind of filling time, and, you know, I I welcome those people. When you get to the next level of Candy Crush, just give us a woohoo. We'll all celebrate with you. It's fine. You're great. You're good to go. Um, The second group are the people that know they need help. So I like those people because they are, well, are good listeners. They ask lots of questions. And the third group of people are the people that don't want to be here. Somebody told them they had to be here. Why does this matter to me? Because to me it doesn't. Well, it honestly does matter. So to talk about why it does matter, we're going to look at Colossians 3.23, and we're going to do the message version here where Paul is talking to the church and he's telling them, servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters and don't just do the minimum that will get you by, but do your best. Work from the heart for your real master, for God, confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The solemn servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up bad work. So why this is important is we are told to do everything that we do with excellence. Um, Whether you know how your church's vision reads or not, in its simplest form, your pastor and your church's vision is to reach the lost. You want to be able to reach as many of the lost as you possibly can. You know, you might sit there and say, I don't ever want to be part of a 15,000-member megachurch. I was like that. I didn't want to be part of it, nothing to do with it. But again, in your pastor's simplest form, The vision of his church is to reach the lost, and so you should be going after as many of those people as you possibly can. And you have to sit here and think, how can God trust you to publish thousands of pieces of literature for thousands and thousands of people when you can't master that one-page bulletin that you hand out to your current 200 members? So, um, many of you don't know me because I'm not always necessarily affiliated with the Assemblies of God, Uh, Some of you may be familiar with my sister. She is Amy Rasnick. She used to be Jim Palmer's assistant. She is definitely the nicer of the two of us. I'm fine with that. No, it really is true. Um, If you would have asked Amy when she was growing up, what did she want to be when she grew up, she would have always told you, I want to be a wife. I want to be a mommy. That was her passion. That was what God called her to be, is to be the best wife and mother she could possibly be. And so two years ago this month, she became a wife, and nine months ago today, she became a mommy. So I have my nephew, Levi, and like I said, Noah and Levi, they're her family, they're her calling. Uh, Levi is awesome. He is the most awesome nephew ever in the history of the world. I will fight people in the parking lot over that statement. And that is because Levi just subtly taught you the difference between there, there, and there. So, Noah and Levi, right there, they're her family. Christmas tree in the background, because that was the happiest we could get them this week. (laughs) Uh, Last weekend, we just moved them into their new house. They did leave the Columbus area, so they're pretty excited about that. 
And then Levi, like all nine-month-old children, has mastered the fine art of peekaboo. So for a hundred straight times in a row, you can sit there, he'll put the blanket over his head, you'll say, where's Levi? And he'll flip his blanket off, and there he is, and for as many times as you can do that in five minutes before he loses interest. It is the most hilarious and exciting game ever. So, he's, he's a treat. So, and I got special permission to exploit him because if, like I said, if you do know her and you're friends with her on Facebook, you know that child does not appear on social media. He does not get published in any way, shape, or form. So, our objectives today are to clarify some misused homophones, to define the basic rules of punctuation, to identify text language and remove it from your documents, and to cover some other basic grammar rules. Uh, and then, are there any things that you guys specifically want to address? Because there are thousands of grammar rules that obviously we are not going to cover all of them, but we will hit the important ones. So if at any time you do have questions about ones that you would like to see discussed, bring them up. We can bring, talk about them. Homophones, different words, same sound. And we have this. Thank you. Yeah, just saying. You got that best breakout session ever already. First one today. <laughs> All right. It is. All right. So for our first graphic, you know, we, we scour signs in Facebook and find everywhere people make mistakes. So Davin says, remember, when you're good at something, there's a thousand people better. And when you're better than them, there's one left that's better than you. Can we count how many mistakes are in this sentence? Oh, the whole grammar mess that it is. Okay. You've got 17. There's, there is actually eight. Um, just to point some of them out, there should be a comma after says. Uh, the your that was used in this sentence should have been apostrophe R-E. Um, they used the wrong theirs. Yeah. Uh, the thousand people better. The rule of numbers is if you can encompass the entire number in one word, you write the word. So thousand should have been written out. If you have 1,532 people, go ahead and use the numbers. Comma before and. Again, we've used the wrong your. We use the wrong there. That should have an apostrophe S, but there's also a trick to that. If you can read the sentence without that and it still makes sense and it's still conveying the correct message, don't include it in your sentence. That is a speaking term. It is not necessarily a writing term. Well, we don't know if Devin's the actual speaker here or if he's the, if he's, yeah. So we could say the quotation marks, but yeah. Just depends on who's speaking. So, there, there, and there, by far one of the most commonly misused. There, T H E R E, is in or at that place. So, stand over there. And how are you going to remember that one? Because the word here is in that there. Here and there are both places. 
also use this one when you're talking about a place. There, T-H-E-I-R is the plural third-person pronoun, so their workspace. How are you going to remember this? Because it does not have the word here in it. And there, the contraction meaning they are, they are going to Subway. So if you can use both of those words in that sentence, this is the choice you make. And our friends over at Popeyes got it wrong. Which one should it have been? Yes. And our friends at the Creative Kids software also got it wrong, which means that they should not be teaching anybody anything. Mm -hmm. And again, the correct usage would have been they are. Due to and due to. By far one of my favorite ones that people do incorrectly. You're one of those people, aren't you? Okay. So the first one is due to, D-U-E, resulting from, due to the complaints of the clients. And I should preface most of the rest of this by saying I do a lot of these presentations for the medical billing community. So you will see random medical billing examples. You will perhaps see a lot of my email that comes into me. This is not me writing it. I am not the author. And due to, D-O-T-O, -O, to operate. What are you going to do to your car? So how are you going to remember this one? D-O has an O in it, so does operate. So you use D-O, due to, when you are doing an operation. Not on a human, hopefully. And this came from my email. It was faxed, or it was mailed instead of faxed due to all the pages. What's wrong with this? Yes, the documentation was faxed because there were too many pages, therefore due to D-U-E. Yep. And then, also from the wonderful world of www.whenparentstext.com, Mom, when is your speech due? Me, Wednesday. You mean due, D-U-E. I thought anything goes with texting. LOL, you're right. LOL, louder. So, yes, and, and we, we did the, get the correct usage of your and your in this, so, you know, props to them, but that do too is, that's a rough one. Two, two, and two. T-O, two, indicates movement toward a place, person, or thing. So she went to lunch. Two, T-O-O, -O, besides, also. Sell the house and the furniture, too. Two, T-W-O, the number. They are parked in two-hour parking. It's a common problem at my work. We have two-hour parking and people that park there for eight hours. It's great. So, at this store, there is nothing under $5. If you don't like the price, too bad. T-O. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Next one is another one of my personal favorites when people mess it up. We have weather and weather. Weather, W-E-A, yeah, W-E-A-T-H-E-R is having to do with the climate. The weather is rainy today. It's really not, for those of you listening. And weather, W, there it is, W-H-E-T-H-E-R is if. Whether you know it or not, it is rainy. And again, from the wonderful world of my email, 
we have the example. There's no letter in scanning whether it was received or not. FYI, for anybody interested, a, copy, or a client was copied on this email. So that's always a nice little perk. What's wrong? Well, weather should be W-H-E-T-H-E-R in this instance. And again, from the wonderful world of the internet, this is nasty weather. Wrong. Yes. It's and it's. And this is one that perhaps your first grade teacher screwed you up on early. Oops, didn't mean to go that far yet. Okay, it's. It is is the contraction of it's, so I-T apostrophe S. And it's is the possessive of it. And in the rare instance that you have a plural of it, there it is. You should really only be using that if you're talking about, you know, if somebody's pregnant and you say you'll have a bunch of little it's running around soon. That's the only good usage I had of plural it. And again, perfection has its price. Yes, it is price. Yeah, it is price. And I would love to know where this sign is. Seatbelts must be worn. Doors must be shut. It's the law. In this use, we should have had it is the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here and here. If you mess this one up, we've got problems. Here, H-E-A-R is to perceive a sound, so can you hear me? Here, H-E-R-E is the location, so put your bag here. The word here, when you're listening, has the word ear in it. Yes. And just so that we don't think I'm only obsessed with my nephew, this is my friend's little girl, Ariana, demonstrating for us where her ear is <laughs> so she can hear. And shortly after that, she was told to sit right here for timeout. Yeah, and she's marching to it. Effect and effect. Effect is a verb to have influence on or produce change. The low revenue has affected your collections. Again, medical billing terminology, sorry about that. Effect, a noun, is a result. Computers have had a profound effect on our lives. Now, you will always have those people that argue, well, there are times that effect is a noun and effect is a verb, and yes, they're right, but that's usually only in professional settings where they're talking about a person's personal effects, and then it's the noun and... So, yeah, we don't have a lot of that. So for most of your intents and purposes, effect with, a, with an A is a verb. Effect with an E is a noun. And there is your demonstration of which is which. The effect is the guy being pushed into the water. The effect is he is now in the water. And from the wonderful world of medical billing email, no, it should also affect the, email, or the Medicaid managed health. Just an FYI, it should affect it, not affect it. And they should capitalize their sentence, but that's a different segment altogether. Your and your. Your, without the apostrophe and the E, shows possession. Your shirt is cute. Your, apostrophe, R-E, is the contraction of you are. This is the one we use when we say you're welcome. And... We don't want to go to this place for a number of reasons, but you're beyond, or you're now beyond hope. We forgot the apostrophe and the E. And smile, you're on camera. And 
these lovely people. In case you're wondering who the person is that goes and corrects people's signs that's taped to stuff, I am one of those people. If you did it wrong, if I found this somewhere, yes, I would go through and take the time to correct it. So we've got some issues here that we haven't discussed yet, but we will go ahead because they're there. Uh, pumps with the apostrophe S. The pump is not showing possession. Pumps are not taking debit cards. Again, the cards are not showing possession. They're plural. Please fill up gas and pay. Pay with the little P, you know, when the rest of the sentence was all in caps. Pay inside, which is one word. With your debit card, we used the wrong your there, and this was the only example I could find of people using the R-E instead of the Y-O-U-R. With your debit card or use as credit at the pump. Thank you. Sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> mm -hmm. And again, from the wonderful world of when parents text, I sent you eight photos of the fence that got tore up early Saturday morning. Yeah, but each photo came in duplicated, so my phone went crazy. Sounds like your phone has a personal problem. They used you are. So, hang on, let me catch up on my pages here. Okay. Then and then. Then, soon after that, next in order of time, walked to the door, then turned. Than is a difference of kind, manner, or identity. Anywhere else than home. If my patient's state of service fell under the hospice benefit dates, then I understand I would lose that payment. Yeah, it's then. And I have no idea oops, who this baby is. However, he has mastered that than with an A is a comparison. Comparison has the letter A. Then with an E is a sequence. Sequence has the letter E. And the pilgrims are worth a lot more than a turkey dinner, or perhaps they're worth a lot more than a turkey dinner. So this is the end of our homophones. Do we have any homophone questions that we want to ask? Are we good on those ones? All right. Our next portion is on some basic grammar rules. Chose, choose, lose, and loose. Chose is the past tense of choose. So please ask your congregation to choose a seat, not to chose one. And lose is what happens when Michigan plays Ohio State. Loose is what happens when you unscrew a lid. So in this place, notice, help us reduce crime. Lock your car or loose it. Mm-hmm. And again, we have a gas station pump that needed a proofreader. Smile your, incorrect your, smile your on camera. Theft of gas can cost you to loose your driver's license. <laughs> this person deserves to loose their driver's license. Subject and verb agreement. Please make sure that if your subject is plural, your verb is also plural. From the medical billing email. Attached is the needed documents. Please let me know if, there, if you have any questions or need anything else. What's wrong? Well, because documents is plural, we should have used are instead of is. Somebody took the time to correct this one for me. All pumps, uh, well, the original statement, all pump is prepay. We meant all pumps are prepay, and yes, 
a teacher was kind enough to correct this and failed them at it. Mm -hmm. Yes. All sale are final. No return exchange, only for non-perishable and unopened item. All sales might be final. All sale are not final. Yeah, no. Yeah, all sale are final. Yeah, well, let me know where those places are. I'll take my pen and take care of it. Capital letters. Capital letters belong at the beginning of a sentence and on a proper noun. Graffiti with two eyes or scratching pulls. This will result in nothing less than a ban from swimming. Yes, ban and swimming are capitalized in the random spots in the sentence. And fixing pools will be at your expense, but that's not how we spell expense. And at least make sure if you are going to put your wording on a silver-plated sign, you double-check it and make sure it's right, because, you know, silver-plated signs are official and permanent. So, quiet, please. Others are working. Sounds in the stairwell can be disturbing at the beginning of, or capitalized, to those working in the offices, also capitalized, and nearby capitalized. Yeah. Ending with a preposition. This is not the taboo that you have always been told it is. There are times when it is acceptable. When we use what's called phrasal verbs, so examples like cheer up or log on, go ahead and end in a preposition. Don't try to word it around to on which you log because that sounds stupid and makes people look at you funny. When is it not acceptable? When it doesn't change the meaning of the sentence for it to not be there. So, for example, if you ask where are you at versus where are you, the at's not going to change the meaning of the sentence if it's there or not, so leave it off. But what about just where you at? <laughs> um, that's going to be discussed in the text message lingo that's coming up. We, we do. Verbs are our friends. Let's use them. This one, we can argue that it was technically correct, but it is still funny to sit here and read it. Police station sign, police station toilet stolen, cops have nothing to go on. <laughs> if you talk to the old school, early 90s English teachers, it's on which to go. Text message lingo. Church bulletins and emails are not limited to 144 characters. So let's go ahead and use as many characters as we are eligible to use. These are three of my least favorite abbreviations ever. There are hundreds and millions of them, and when I went to put some more of them in the PowerPoint, they were inappropriate, so we didn't go with them. But through, T-H-R-U, that is McDonald's coined terminology, the drive-through. Otherwise, the rest of you go ahead and add the O, the G, and the H on. It's not going to hurt. It's three more characters. Great with the number eight in it. I, I have no respect for you. And IDK of I don't know, you have to define it half the time. Go ahead and just write it out. What about, how do you feel about PTL for praise the Lord? Um, I don't text in lingo at all. Yeah. If you receive a text from me, it will all be spelled out. We, when my husband has me text for him to somebody, you can tell. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't even understand. No, there's no reason to abbreviate. You, you know, yeah. I had sent a pastor... I don't know what that means, but 
Apparently that's the shorthand for oh, praise the Lord. Good to know. And we should we'll Google later and make sure that's the only thing it defines that as. Um, one of my least favorite is when you go through and type out this whole big message in the response back. K. K. It was only two letters. You could have put the other one on. You are not saving time. This person had a great time. Thanks for your presence. See you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. You. Yeah. Uh, this one took me a few times to read through also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think they meant to put an H there, but they put an N instead. I, I'm going with that was just a typo. I would think so. I have swipe on my phone, so you just, you never pick up your finger. Yeah. I versus me. So how do I know when to say I and you and I versus you and me? Because there is actually a time that the second one is correct. Remove the other party from the sentence. If you read the sentence and it sounds like you should have said I in that sentence, go ahead and use I if you read the sentence without the other party and it should have said me. And people will try to correct you and tell you you should have used I and they're wrong. Oh, if it's coming after a preposition, if it's the object of the preposition, mm-hmm. it's not used to be an objective case, not the subjective. Right. So on this one, after you submit the report to Maria and I, we'll edit it within 24 hours. If you remove Maria, the other subject from the sentence, after you submit the report to I, we'll edit it within 24 hours. Okay? So obviously the correct way to do it would have been with using the word me. So after you submit the report to me, we'll edit it within 24 hours. Okay? That is most of our basic grammar rules. We, we can discuss a versus an if we need to. Are we all good on that? Use an if it's before a ver- or a vowel. All right. Punctuation. Don't be a comma sprinkler. <laughs> comma usage. We will use commas when we are speaking in a series. So when three or more items are part of the series, separate them with commas. Baseball, hockey, and dodgeball are my favorites. And for those of you that like to omit the comma before the and, you're wrong. (laughs) Use it when it's before a conjunction. I wanted lemonade, but they only had water. When you're offsetting parenthetical elements, the blanket under which Levi hides is lost. When you're separating adjectives, this has been a cold, difficult winter. When you're setting off quotes, Dr. Seuss once said, sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are simple. And to avoid confusion, let's eat, Grandma, versus let's eat, Grandma. Yes. So in this lovely sign, we're missing some commas. The toilet is only for disabled elderly pregnant children. I like cooking my family and my pets. Use commas, don't be a psycho. Mm Mm-hmm. Apostrophes have two uses. One is to show possession, so the girl's book, the church's parking lot, Kansas state nickname, and when the word ends in an S, the apostrophe goes after that last S. Don't add the extra one. Otherwise, you're saying Kansases. Apostrophes are also used to form contractions. So apostrophe S is is or has. Apostrophe VE is have. Apostrophe D is would, should, or could. And apostrophe M is am. And these people guessed wrong. So we have the restrooms, apostrophe S, 
the people in the second picture I have no respect for because you did it correctly on CDs and then messed it up on DVDs. No outside food or drinks, apostrophe S, allowed. Thank you. And if you want your professional signs and lettering, uh, don't go there. <laughs> no. Semicolons and colons. A semicolon is used to separate two independent thoughts in the same sentence. It is not only used for a winky face. She chose the green ball, semicolon. Her favorite color is green. And a colon is used to denote a list or definition will follow. He owns three pairs of shoes, dress shoes, boots, and tennis shoes. These people got semicolon happy. Clothes, semicolon, left in the machines after cycle is complete, semicolon, will be removed. <laughs> yes, thank you. And so some tips that we will leave you with. Don't rely on Microsoft to correct your grammar. They're terrible at it too. Read your sentence out loud. When you read it out loud, it tends to send funny or sound funny to you, and it will sound funny to other people if you don't read it correctly. And if you are unsure which word is correct, go ahead and right-click on it in your document and choose synonyms. If the words that pop up are similar to the message you're trying to convey, you chose the correct one. So that is my email address, rasnickla at yahoo.com. And my Twitter handle is at RasnickLA. I don't tweet much. Don't think you're going to be entertained by me because it really just exists so I know when my church is canceled. But there it is if you want to follow my two tweets over the entire lifetime. So do you guys have any questions? Um, uh, the changing of the word judgment so that now I disagree with that one. <laughs> okay. Um, and then there's one of those for each of you. I meant to pass those out at the beginning. Um, you know, part of what I would tell you is know your audience. If you are sending a professional email, you are trying to get a job, anything like that, use what the Oxford English Dictionary tells you is correct. If that's not the case, you know, you're just talking with friends. Nobody's going to stop you. The one thing that I'll, I always remind people that are in the room is you were alive before texting existed. So you can't sit here and make the excuse that texting has ruined your grammar. You were around before that. If you get a classroom full of first graders, different story. But you were around when you knew what was correct. It, it is. And some people, it's just not knowing, you know. People always make that excuse of, I'm not good at grammar, I've never been good at grammar. We have so many tools in place now that, to me, that's not an excuse anymore. And I realize, to me, it is second nature right. to do it correctly, but, yeah. What kind of, what kind of online tools are, you know, it's that good for us who, you know, work in the office and pastors, secretaries, whatever we do, you know, to brush up on that stuff. So what kind of tools would it be? Um, you know, the main thing is, like I said, don't rely on Microsoft, but definitely use things like that, synonyms, things like that. Dictionary.com, they will give you example after example after example of every possible way you can use that word correctly. Um, you know, one fight that I always end up having with people is the word minds, because when I use it, I talk about the contraction mine is, and when some people use it, they're just saying that's minds. And so, you know, we always have that argument because my husband stands there and says, mine's is never correct. Well, it is correct. It's mine is. And so the dictionary.com 
went ahead and disputed him for me. <laughs> so that is, that is always my go-to is dictionary.com because, again, examples everywhere of every possible way. That's when we talk about effect being of noun and a verb, they will give you examples of every way it can be used. Anyone else? Mm -hmm. You should make a new paragraph if you have, for instance, you have dialogue happening and you've had one person speaking up here and another person begins to speak, that's when you should be doing a new paragraph. When you're doing a whole new thought, you know, the, the easiest way to teach a, how to separate paragraphs is when you do the five-paragraph essay. That is the first essay that kids learn how to write and they tell them, in your first paragraph, you're going to introduce your subject. Then you should have three points, and each point gets its own individual paragraph. And then you have your conclusion that wraps it all up. So anytime you change topics, you want to change paragraphs. Now, the one thing I will say about commas, and I want to go back to that. I'm glad you said that, is when I talk about don't be a comma sprinkler, people tend to put a comma everywhere they would take a breath in a sentence. Um, that is a learning music tool because you do truly put a comma everywhere you should take a breath in music. Commas don't belong everywhere you put a breath. They belong where you change a thought or you are in a sequence. The, the rules that we've defined, those are truly the comma rules. And you support the Oxford comma? I do. I do. I learned it that way. It's been that way since first grade. Do you do two spaces after a period? I do too, and I've heard why that's wrong, but I don't agree with them. It's it's habit. Microsoft Word is now correcting it. Yeah. Telling me I'm doing it wrong. What version are you on? Go back to 2010 when it was still okay. <laughs> if you're on 365, they're wrong. So I've I've heard the argument both ways. That's kind of one of those arguments where you're like, does it really matter in the end how many spaces I put there? So. Okay, welcome easy tips for improving grammar and spelling. We are presenting today um, Laura King. And she is actually from Faith Family Church in Canton, Ohio, and serves as a freelance editor and proofreader for various pastors and business professionals. <laughs> she can be reached for further questions and comments at rasnakla at yahoo.com. Please welcome Laura King. All right, so I am Laura King. By day, I am a compliance consultant for a medical billing company, so I am very good at telling people what they should be doing correctly, and most of the time they do have to listen to me because I'm in charge. And I can always throw in that threat that if you don't do it correctly, you'll go to jail. That doesn't apply to grammar, but we still do want to do it correctly. Um, so usually when I do these sessions, inevitably I have three groups of people that are in each session. You've got your first group who is just here because 
there was no other session that interested them, it was full, anything like that. I have, I have no problem with that. If you don't pay attention, I have no problem with that. If you play Candy Crush the whole time, just, hey, let me know when you get to a new level. We'll celebrate with you. So it's, it's all good. Um, you've got the people that know that they have a problem and they need help, and so we like those people. And then you've got the group of people that are here just because somebody told them they had to be. They had a supervisor, a pastor, somebody told them they needed to be here, and they're the ones usually with the attitude, don't want to be involved in it, don't want anything to do with it, and ultimately ask the question of why does this matter? So we'll address why it matters. In Colossians 3.23, and we use the message version, Paul is telling people that servants do what you're told by your earthly masters and don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Do your best. Work from the heart for your real master, for God, confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being a follower of Jesus Christ doesn't cover up bad work. You know, you're all either pastors or serving pastors, and in its simplest form, the pastor's vision of the church, no matter how they word it, is to win the lost. You want to go after as many of the lost as you can possibly reach, because if you don't, I mean, people will die and go to hell because of that, and you don't want to be responsible for that. But that is, like I said, in its simplest form, that is the ultimate goal. And so while you may sit there and say, I never want to be a part of a 15,000-member megachurch, anything like that, whether your pastor says it like this or not, that is the ultimate goal. You want to get as many people as you can. You want to be that church that publishes thousands of pages of literature that affects the community, and, and you can't be that unless you learn to master and take what you have and just be amazing at it. So you want to do everything with excellence, even if right now all you are doing is a one-page bulletin that goes to 200 members that you have now. You'll never be proofreading that thousand-page bulletin for thousands of members if you can't master this one page. So, uh, like Starla said, I am from Faith Family Church. Um, I don't have a lot of connection with the Ohio Assemblies of God, other than my sister used to be the assistant for Jim Palmer. Her name was Amy. Some of you may remember her. Some of you may not. She's been gone now for about 10 months. Um, if you would have asked Amy, huh? I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> But if you would have asked her, if you would have had conversations with her and asked her what she was going to be when she grew up, even from a little girl, she would tell you she was going to be a wife and she was going to be a mommy. That was the call God had on her life. She knew that was her calling, that that was the best job that she could possibly have. So two years ago this month, she became a wife. And nine months ago today, she became a mommy. So Levi and Noah, Noah's her husband, Levi's her son, they're her calling now. They're her job, and she loves every minute of it. Last week, we moved, them, we moved them into their new house. They moved out of the Columbus area. They're in another area now. And, you know, Levi is, like I said, he's nine months old now. And like all nine-month-old babies, he is mastering the fine art of peekaboo. So hundreds of times in a row, you can sit there and look at him and say, where's Levi? And he'll wait and drop his blanket and get excited when you say, there he is. Levi is the most awesome nephew on the planet. If you want to argue with me, we will go out to the parking lot afterwards. But part of what makes him the most awesome nephew ever is he just demonstrated to you there, there, and there. So Noah and Levi, they're her family. They're apostrophe R-E. Their new house, T-H-E-I-R, is the plural. And again, hours of fun with Levi of where's Levi? There he is. 
So our objectives today are to clarify some of the commonly misused homophones, to define some basic rules of punctuation, to identify text language and remove it from your documents, and to discuss some of the grammar basics. So homophones are different words that have the same sound, different meanings. Oh, okay. So it's so, like one sound. Yeah. So like so there, there, and there okay. yeah, are homophones. I All three sound that. the same, but okay. know which one you're using. So the wonderful world of social media has provided us with all kinds of examples today, as have emails from my work and just people with bad signs in general. So this was pulled off of somebody's Facebook page. Davin says, remember, when you're good at something, there's a thousand people better, and when you're better than them, there's one left that's better than you. Can anybody identify how many mistakes are in this sentence? Right. That's okay. So, yes, it does. And actually, that's is kind of a, a double mistake in and of itself. If you're going to use it, it needs the apostrophe. Um, generally, the rule with that's is if you can read the sentence and drop it and the sentence still makes sense, don't put it in there. So, the other thing that's in here is the number 1000, when a number can be communicated in one word, write out the word. If it's 1,522, don't spend time writing out all those numbers words. Just write the number. So, first one, there, there, and there. There, T-H-E-R-E, is in or at that place. Stand over there. Easiest tip for remembering when to use this one is the word here is in there, and they are both places. So if you were talking about in that place, this is the one you're going to use. There, T-H-E-I-R, is a plural third-person pronoun, their workspace. And there, they are the contraction. Oh, so they're going to Subway. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. You already have a friend that doesn't right. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I'm, I'll save you some time there. Okay. <laughs> and we have places that have used it wrong. So Popeye's chicken, they're back, buffalo nights, or nuggets. Um, what there should have been used here? Yep. And then we don't want anybody, or we don't want these people educating anybody's children as they're advertising, they will do. So fun, they won't even know they're learning. And again, it should be the apostrophe, R-E version. Due to and due to. And I will tell you from the top that, like I said, I'm a compliance consultant for a medical billing company, so you will see some medical terminology because I do this presentation for them a lot as well. So due to, meaning resulting from. So due to the complaints of clients, we had to write a grammar program for training. Or due to, meaning to operate. So what are you going to do to your car? 
Um, easiest tip I can give you for remembering which one you use is do to, do, meaning to operate. Operate starts with an O, do to has an O in it. So choose the do with O when you're talking about operating. A lot of people use it wrong. So this was in one of my emails at work from somebody. They said that it was mailed instead of faxed due to all the pages. What's wrong with this sentence? Because it was resulting from, it should have been D-U-E, due to. And then from the wonderful world of www.whenparentstext.com, we have a text message that was sent. When is your speech due? Wednesday. You mean due, D-U-E. I thought anything goes with texting. LOL, I guess you're right. LOL louder. <laughs> two, two, and two. Two, T-O, indicates movement toward a place, person, or thing. She went to lunch. And that's the be. I, I, this one's to emphasize something. Yes, the two, meaning besides, are also. So sell the house and the furniture, too. And two, the number, they are parked in two-hour parking. I rarely see the third one used wrong. The first two happens all the time as in this retail location. Nothing under $5. If you don't like the price, too bad. T.O. Weather and weather. Weather, W-E-A-T-H-E-R, is having to do with the climate. The weather is rainy today. Weather, W-H-E-T-H-E-R, is if or whether you know it or not, it is rainy. It's all right. Now we're on weather and weather. Okay. All right. So again, this example comes from my email at work, and a client was copied on this email, which made it even better. So there was no letter in scanning whether it was received or not. What's wrong? They used the climate weather instead of the W-H-E-T-H-E-R weather. And this is nasty weather. Again, wrong. It's and it's. So it's with the apostrophe S is the contraction of it is. It's with the S is the possessive pronoun of it's. It is also technically the plural version. You don't have a lot of sentences where you come up with a plural for it's, but like I said before, in the previous session, the only one I could come up with is if someone's pregnant with multiple children, you can talk about the it's that are coming. <laughs> and perfection has its price. This is a sign somewhere I don't know, but they added an apostrophe where they did not need one. And I would love to find this city also. Seat belts must be worn, doors must be shut. It's the law. What's wrong with this sign? 
it should have been the contraction it is. Here and here. Here to perceive a sound, can you hear me? Versus here, a location, put your bag here. Easiest way to remember this one, if you don't know already, the word ear is in here, talking about perceiving sound. But just in case you need more help, this is my friend's little girl, Ariana. She is demonstrating for us how she can hear and wipe her ear with a wipey. And shortly after that, when she was being punished and told to sit here. Affect and effect. Affect with an A is a verb to have influence on or produce change. The low revenue has affected your collections. Effect is a noun, a result. Computers have had a profound effect on our lives. Now you are always going to have those people that argue that there are times that effect is a verb and affect is a noun. Usually we only see that in professional settings. So when you talk about somebody's personal effects, and in that case it's a noun. In normal everyday language, you don't generally hear people using the opposite versions of it. But if you need something to help you remember, effect with an A is the guy pushed, being pushed into the water. Effect is the guy is now standing in the water. And once again, from the email I received, no, it should also affect the Medicaid managed health. In this case, it should affect the Medicaid, not affect it. Your and your. Your, Y-O-U-R, shows possession, so your shirt is cute, versus your, with apostrophe R-E, which is the contraction of U-R. This is the one you always use when you're saying, you're welcome. Okay. This place we don't want to go to for a multitude of reasons, but mostly because you're beyond, or now beyond hope, should have been apostrophe R-E. Or smile, you're on camera. Again, should have been apostrophe R-E. And if you're ever wondering about those people that go up to gas station signs that are on the pump and cross out and correct them, I am one of those people. I will admit it. This one would have had a lot of circles and lines through it because besides the fact that we've capitalized every word except for pay in the middle of the sentence, we've used our apostrophes wrong, we've used our your wrong. So pumps with an apostrophe that doesn't need to be there are not taking debit cards. Again, doesn't need to be there. Please fill up gas and pay inside while your apostrophe RE, debit card, or use as credit at pump. Thank you. Sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> and once again, from when parents text, Dad, I sent you eight photos of the fence that got tore up early Saturday morning. Yeah, but each photo came and duplicated, so my phone went crazy. Sound like your, sounds like your phone has personal problems. And he used apostrophe RE when it should have been Y-O-U-R. Then and then. Then with an E is soon after that or next in order of time. So walked to the door, then turned. And then with an A is the difference of kind, manner, or identity. Anywhere else than home. From my email. If a patient's date of service fell under the hospice benefit dates, then I understand I would lose that payment. Should have been then. 
I don't know this baby. However, he has accomplished the difference between then and than. When it's than with an A, it's a comparison. Comparison has the letter A in it. When it's then with an E, it's sequence. Sequence has all E's in it. The pilgrims are worth a lot more than a turkey dinner. Should have been than. So that is the end of homophones. Do, does anybody have any questions on homophones or any that we didn't address? All right. Some basic grammar rules. Chose, choose, lose, lose and loose. It does. Chose is the past tense of choose. So please ask your congrega congregation to choose a seat, not to chose one. And lose is what happens when Michigan plays Ohio State. Loose is what happens when you unscrew a lid. Uh, yes. Yes, we have all kinds of examples of that one. That was one of the easier ones to find. So this location, notice. Help us reduce crime. Lock your car or loose it. <laughs> and once again, a gas station. Smile, you're on camera. Wrong you're, by the way. Theft of gas can cause you to loose your driver's license. Yes, yes it is. It's possibly that. It's also, you know, grammar checks in Microsoft aren't always going to pick it up because it's spelled correctly. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's, that's, that's I, where a lot of people fail. I, I've given up on trying to use grammar checks on computers. As you should. I have not used it. I have heard it. Yes. I always like it when words suggest that you use it's with the apostrophe when it's the possessive. So, Subject and verb agreement. Please make sure that if your subject is plural, your verb is also plural. If you have multiple subjects, you need to start dropping some stuff out to see which one you should use correctly. If you have a preposition, that messes you up all the time. This was an, an email. Attached is the needed documents. Please let me know if you have any questions or need anything else. What's wrong? Because the subject of the sentence documents was plural, the verb should have been also. Therefore, the sentence should have read, attached are the needed documents. Again, on a gas station pump. All pump is prepay. Correct version would be all pumps are prepay, and yes, some English teacher somewhere found this one and went ahead and corrected it for them and gave them an F. Yes. Also, all sale are final. No return exchange only for non-perishable, unopened item. All kinds of stuff happening there, but I'm sure we were going for all sales are final. Sale and sale, they're pronounced the same. People don't usually mix those ones up because you rarely ever use the AI, unless, yeah. you're, unless you live on a coast somewhere. And unfortunately, we all don't have that luxury. 
capital letters. Now it does have advantages here in heavy storms, not living on the coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I saw something a while back where they said like Akron, Ohio, which is where I'm from, is like one of the safest places as far as natural disasters go because we get none. So that's that's the only perk so far. Yeah. Capital letters belong at the beginning of a sentence and on proper nouns, not on random words in the middle of the sentence where it looks good. As in this case, graffiti with two eyes or scratching pools. This will result in nothing less than a ban on swimming. They capitalize ban in swimming. Fixing pools will be at your expense. By the way, expenses spelled with an S. Probably, and they probably want us to emphasize the words rather than grammar. Yeah, well... I don't like that. So, <laughs> and if you are going to put something on a metal plated sign, check first, make sure you did it right. Metal plated signs are official, permanent, whatever else. So sounds in the stairwell can be disturbing. Disturbing did not need to be capitalized to those working in the offices nearby. Again, offices and nearby, not needed. Ending with a preposition. There are actually times when ending in a preposition is acceptable and everybody's 10th grade grammar teacher just rolled over in their grave or fell to the floor. But when we have what's called phrasal verbs, examples of those include cheer up or log on, you're going to end in a preposition. When is it not acceptable? When it doesn't change the meaning of the sentence for it to be there. So in the example, where are you at versus where are you? Having add on the end doesn't change the meaning of the sentence, so go ahead and leave it off. Now this one we could technically argue it was okay the way it was done, but it still could have been done differently. Police station sign, police station toilet stolen, cops have nothing to go on. The grammar teacher and everybody wants to say it's on which they can go. <laughs> Text message lingo, just as a friendly reminder, your church bulletins and emails are not limited to 144 characters. Go ahead and spell the whole word out. There are hundreds of them and if we put them all up here, some of them are offensive. So we went ahead and just went with my top three least favorite that people use. Through, T-H-R-U, is a McDonald's term. It's the drive-through. Otherwise, go ahead and add the O, the G, and the H into the word. It's not going to hurt you. Great with the number eight. Enough said. And IDK, I don't know. Half the time you have to define that anyway for people who don't know. So go ahead and just write it out. This person had a great time. Thanks for your presence. See you tomorrow. Again, it's, it's just a few extra letters. Go ahead and type it out. I versus me. So how do we know when to say I, you and I versus you and me? Remove the other party from the sentence. So in our example, after you submit the report to Maria and I, we'll edit it within 24 hours. Well, if we drop Maria out of the sentence, after you submit the report to I, we'll edit it within 24 hours. And we see that we've selected the wrong pronoun versus after you submit the report to me, we'll edit it within 24 hours. Oh, clever. Yes. 
So that is the end of some basic grammar rules. Are there any that somebody had a question on that we didn't address before we go to punctuation? You see what? I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah. Punctuation. Don't be a comma sprinkler. Comma usage is in these instances and these instances only. So, commas in a series. When three or more items are part of a series, separate them with commas. So, baseball, hockey, and dodgeball are my favorite sports. Commas between each of them. Before a conjunction, I wanted lemonade, but they only had water. Offsetting parenthetical elements. The blanket, under which Levi hides, is lost. Separating adjectives. This has been a cold, difficult winter. Setting off quotes. Dr. Seuss once said, sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are simple. And to avoid confusion. Let's eat grandma versus let's eat grandma. I've heard it both ways. There's technicalities to both. Um, I always maintain that I learned it this way, so that's the way I'm going to continue doing it. I know that there's been, you know, some lawsuits and people that things that people have discussed that it's come up and it's basically changed the entire meaning of the sentence. So one thing I do tell people is if you know you're you've got your list and you've got two items that needed to be grouped together. So in the example of a grocery list, you've got my grocery list is bread, milk, and cookies. In that case you would put commas between each. If you're grouping milk and cookies together as one thing, so my grocery list is bread, milk and cookies, and juice, then you'd only put the comma before the last and, not between the milk and cookies. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I forgot what a, con a conjunction was. It and, so or, or but. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. <laughs> Been forever. That's okay. On this sign, the toilet is only for disabled elderly pregnant children. <laughs> yes, some commas would have helped there. Yeah. <laughs> or, I like cooking my family and pets. And as they were so kind to put, don't be a psycho, use commas. Apostrophes. Apostrophes are used to show possession, so the girl's book, the church's parking lot, Kansas State nickname, and remember if the word ends in an S and we are adding apostrophe S, that you just add the apostrophe to the end. Don't put Kansases. Or apostrophes are used to form contractions. So apostrophe S is is or has. Apostrophe VE is have. Apostrophe D would be would, should, or could. And apostrophe M is am. Oh, wow. cool. And here are some people that used it wrong. So the restrooms with the apostrophe S are to the right. The CDs, DVDs, people have no excuse because they did it correct on one line and incorrect on the other line. Out, no outside food or drinks with the apostrophe S on drinks allowed. And if you need professional signs and lettering, don't go to them. <laughs> semicolons and colons. A semicolon is used to separate two independent complete thoughts in the same sentence. She chose the green ball. Her favorite color is green. It is not just used to make a winky face on your text message. And a colon is used to denote a list or a definition will follow. So he owns three pairs of shoes, dress shoes, boots, and tennis shoes. 
these people got semicolon happy. Close, semicolon, left in the machines after cycle is complete, semicolon will be removed. And they threw a bonus comma in there too. So, some tips that I want to share with everybody is don't rely on Microsoft to correct your grammar. They get it wrong all the time. Read your sentences out loud. If you read it out loud to yourself and it sounds funny to you, it sounds funny to everybody else. And if you are unsure which word to use in the case of a hominid or a homophone, click, right click on the word and choose synonyms from the menu that pops up. And if the words that come up match the meaning of what you're trying to go for, you've selected the correct word. There is my email address and my Twitter handle. If you are going to follow me on Twitter, I'm going to disappoint you now and tell you I don't tweet a lot. You are welcome to read the four tweets I have put in over the lifetime of my Twitter account. When our church cancels, they cancel via Twitter. So do you all have any questions? The apostrophe S. Yeah. Um, it's I've always, always, always gone by. If it ends in an S, it's just S apostrophe because otherwise you're adding extra syllables and that's not that's not the intention of the rule. It's not Kansas's. It's Kansas. So. Tests. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the biggest thing that we see with people right now is texting and social media are changing so many things, and, and that doesn't necessarily change the rules. So I tell everybody, at least right now, that do my grammar sessions, you've been around longer than text has. You know what the correct rules are, so don't make the excuse that texting ruined your grammar. You've been around long enough to know better. So if I had a class full of first graders, that would be different, but... Right now, you've been around long enough to know what the correct rules were. 